0: The reform here would be greater disclosure. A simple question that says on your financial disclosure form, is anybody in your family, meaning your adult children, your siblings, your spouse, whoever, are they engaged in commerce or business with a foreign government or foreign government-owned enterprise? And if yes, you have to tell us who. Welcome back to The Kevin Roberts
1: Show. This week, we're taking on cronyism, corruption, big tech, and China all the easy topics. The left-wing political elites and the centers of power in Washington and Wall Street and in Silicon Valley aren't just disconnected from the rest of the country, they're playing the field behind our backs. They're pushing a leftist agenda and enriching themselves while compromising our nation's values and our very safety and security. Our guest, best-selling author Peter Schweitzer, has been calling attention to this issue for years and we'll discuss it more with him in a few minutes. We'll also touch on yet another instance of big tech silencing voices that don't align with their agenda. But first, if this is your first time watching or listening to the show, welcome. Each week on The Kevin Roberts Show, we're charging the hills, taking on the critical issues to keep America free and prosperous. And we're equipping you to join us in that fight. So please be sure to subscribe. Look, the message I have for you this week is hard-hitting, although I guess the message I have for you every week is hard-hitting. But the point really is to do that so we can look at solutions. This week, we're focused on America's leftist elites. They have appointed themselves our ruling class, and they've turned on this country. In fact, if we look at example after example after example of the elites, we see that, as we would say on the Gulf Coast, they're in cahoots with big tech. Think about what big tech... And big government and big corporations do to promote big government socialism. They're betraying free expression. They're betraying the First Amendment. And we at the Heritage Foundation, and thankfully, as our guest will explain, many Americans across this country are fighting back. We're fighting back against woke corporations like Disney, who, as we have discussed before, have pushed the left's political agenda from so-called climate change, or I guess so I'm not censored, I should say, climate change, to racial division, to radical gender ideology. We're going to talk about big media's left-wing bias, something we've covered for 20 years. They cover up stories, they try to make the left's radical agenda look reasonable, even though you and I know that's impossible. The latest example, and this is something that would have gotten us all censored a year or two or three years ago, is the truth that has come out about Hunter Biden's laptop. You see, we now know, big media has finally admitted this, that the laptop story surrounding the president's son was covered up. In fact, as we've talked about at Heritage the last several weeks, we now know that if Uh, according to a particular poll, if more Americans had learned about the truth of the Hunter Biden laptop story, it probably would have changed the apparent outcome of the 2020 presidential election. That's among Biden voters. We now know, worse still, that Hunter Biden did foreign business deals and secretly cut his dad in. See, this is the kind of thing that if this were true about a conservative president, that president's presidency would probably already be over. But you see, there are different rules for big tech and big media. Yet another example to sort of come full circle here with all of the problems we cover in our work, big tech, big media, and the Chinese Communist Party. We now know that Hunter helped a Chinese company buy a large cobalt mine. Just in case you don't know, although I know you're smart, cobalt is used in electric car batteries. Think about that cobalt is used in electric car batteries, and what has the Biden administration been pushing as part of its Green New Deal agenda, electric cars. You see, you can't make this stuff up. As our guest points out in his new book, five deals with China helped the Biden family make a total of $31 million. I know for some people in America, this begins to sound like a conspiracy theory, but trust me, if you stay tuned for this interview with our guest, Peter Schweitzer, you will be convinced of this problem. And it points to a larger issue, how China has financial ties to the first family and every day exploits this corruption. This is not just a potential national security issue. I would argue it's a daily national security issue, and yet our media couldn't care less. One of the reasons that they don't is because, as I mentioned, they are collaborating, shall we say, with so many big corporations who have their fingers in the cookie jar. Our corporations, in short, are also playing into the Chinese Communist Party's hands. The Chinese Communist government, remember, is the biggest foreign threat to America. And yet, American lobbyists in this town in Washington, D.C., are working for Chinese companies tech giants and corporations bow to the Chinese communist interests every week in this town. And I'm just going to make a prediction, although it's a little bit of an unpopular one with some folks on Capitol Hill. In the next months, and especially in the next year, when we have a conservative majority presumably, that is engaged in oversight, engaged in investigating all of the problems with centralized power in Washington, we will be revealing not just five or 10 and not just dozens, but hundreds of examples of people in power in Washington, D.C., who have great collaboration with the Chinese Communist Party. We already know this is a problem. Remember a few years ago in the realm of the National Basketball Association, when the general manager of the Houston Rockets was condemned by the NBA, not just by the Chinese communists, but by the NBA for doing what? Tweeting support of freedom protesters in Hong Kong. The NBA, that association that is supposed to be an American association, yes, that one. But, of course, there are certain NBA stars who like to pontificate about the beauty of China, as if they know anything that we should be listening to anyway. And, of course, my other favorite folks to pick on, in addition to NBA stars who don't know anything, Hollywood. Hollywood has been pandering to Beijing by changing parts of movies. You know, as a dad of four... As someone who's careful about what his family watches at home, it'd be nice if Hollywood would listen to people like me and people like you, just some common sense about what is in their rotten movies. But of course, Hollywood is listening to the Chinese communists. An example, World War Z, apparently a movie about a zombie outbreak in China. Yeah, I can't believe I just said that. A movie about a zombie outbreak in China. Who really cares, but apparently this is a really fun movie, I'm told, by my staff who are laughing at me as they talk about a zombie outbreak in China. Yes, China said that they were embarrassed by how they were portrayed in the handling of the zombie outbreak. That scene's gone. In a movie I am familiar with, the remake of Top Gun, the original of which, of course, is one of the greatest movies ever made, the Chinese communists insisted that a patch be removed from Tom Cruise's flight jacket because what did it do? it hinted at Taiwan's sovereignty. It hinted at something that's true, that is, Taiwan is sovereign. Why do we know that? How do we know that? Because the Taiwanese say they're sovereign and sovereignty comes from us, but that's for another episode. The point is, how do we begin to fix all of this nonsense? Let me just tell you, the first place to start is not Beijing. The first place to start is Washington, D.C. Because the level of corruption in this town in, in concert with the interests of the Chinese Communist Party is astounding, and all of that is connected to a massive collusion between big tech and big media. And so it's very important that we the people, we Americans, keep a check on those who put our adversaries' interests before their own countries. As I say, we like to hit hard, but we also like to offer some solutions. And so among many solutions that I will be talking about, my heritage colleagues will be talking about in the coming months, and I'm afraid we will have to talk about in the coming years, in other words, it'll take a long time to fix this. We need greater disclosure about those financial interests between people here in Washington and China. Secondly, we need laws that create transparency, total transparency, so that elected officials are held accountable. And we also need, thirdly, to be drawing attention to a spate of problems. We have to be willing to investigate them. We have to have the political courage to investigate them. We have to fight big tech censorship, as I've talked about before. And I also have to say, sometimes help comes from the strangest of places. Elon Musk, no conservative. Buying Twitter to establish a true free speech platform ought to be seen as a shot in the arm for all of these interests. And God bless Elon Musk, by the way, even though he's not a conservative, for helping out. To talk about all of this is my friend Peter Schweitzer. In addition to working as a senior editor-at-large at at Breitbart News, Peter is president of the Government Accountability Institute, and he's authored, as you may know, several best-selling books, all of them calling out corruption at the highest levels. His most recent work is Red Handed, How American Elites Get Rich Helping China. But before I talk to Peter, here's the testimony of Joey Su, a policy advisor at Hong Kong Watch. Watch this and someone who has seen the brutality of China's oppressive communist regime firsthand.
2: Ever since the handover of Hong Kong from the British government to the Chinese government. The Chinese Communist Party has been gradually trying to take complete control over Hong Kong. I became a student activist in Hong Kong in 2019 when our pro-democracy movement first broke out. And throughout the two years of our pro-democracy movement, we have seen more than 10,000 protesters arrested and being charged under different names of rioting, illegal assembly, and then more recently under the national security law. And actually amount the 10,000 protesters A lot of them are my friends, are the people whom I care about and I love. They have arrested 47 plus pro-democracy activists who participated in the Democratic primaries in Hong Kong. To protest against the 2022 Beijing Winter Olympics and to ask countries around the globe to join a diplomatic boycott of the 2022 Beijing Winter Olympics, me alongside several other human rights advocates who have been advocating for the Tibet freedom movement, stayed to protest in Greece, Athens. We protested at the Acropolis asking countries to join the boycott and also to raise awareness on Hong Kong's situation and also the occupation of Tibet And after our action, we were arrested by the Greek police. And throughout the detention, we have noticed that they have been receiving a very, very heavy pressure from the Chinese embassy locally at Greece. We can tell that the Chinese Communist Party has been doing whatever they can to tighten its grip over different countries and have been pressurizing the different countries not to join a diplomatic boycott and not to say anything about the atrocities committed by the CCP in Tibet, in East Turkestan, and also in Hong Kong. I think it is a very welcoming gesture that that the Biden administration decided to commit to a diplomatic boycott of the 2022 Beijing Winter Olympics. But then it is also very important that the United States is going to lead by example. It is also very, very important that the administration would not to fall into any dialogue traps with the CCP and to commit to formulating harsher, but then more effective policies against the CCP. And that would really stop the CCP from continuing to commit a genocide in Turkestan and also to continue with the crackdowns in Hong Kong.
1: Peter, thanks for joining me. You're the current president of the Government Accountability Institute. We're going to get into your specific research, especially your book on China,
0: but I just wanted to give you the opportunity to share with our audience the work that you're doing at the Institute. Well, thank you. Um, we really focus on researching cronyism and corruption in Washington, D.C. I heard that's a little bit of a problem. Yeah, it's a little bit of a problem. We have a retired Air Force pilot that works for us. When I was interviewing him, I described what we did. And he said that is what in the Air Force we call a target rich environment. Uh, and unfortunately, it is. Uh, but we feel it's necessary because there's a huge battle of ideas that's taking place, obviously, mm-hmm. about the size and scope of government. Uh, and that is a philosophical debate. Mm-hmm. But we also have to recognize that for a lot of people in government, Government. There's a business model. There's a self-enrichment process that's motivating the growth in the size and the scope of government. So we really want to focus in on that uh, mm-hmm. and expose that and let the American people decide whether they think that's good or not. What, what convinced you? What
1: inspired you to get into this work? Because someone with your, your background, your ability, you could be doing a lot of things. Now, I will say on behalf of a lot of people who tell me they're grateful for your work,
0: hundreds of thousands of Americans, if not millions, are grateful for what you're doing. But why? Well, thank you, Kevin. I appreciate that. Um, You know, it's funny. I read this article in something called the Journal of Quantitative Economics uh, more than a decade ago. Sounds riveting. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a real (laughs) snooze fest. But it was a really interesting study that looked at the numbers of the rate of return on the stock market Mm. of the average investor, corporate executives trading their own company stock, and U.S. senators. And what they found is that the average American, like me, underperforms the stock market in their performance. Mm -hmm. The average corporate executive trading their own company stock beats the market by 5% a year, but at the time US senators beat the market by 12% a year. So I immediately thought there's one of two things going on here. One, these people are a lot more incredibly smart than I ever thought they were, or There's something fishy going on, Uh, and that really got me interested in this notion of self-enrichment and what our political class is doing in Washington, D.C., and that started my first project, which was looking at insider trading on the stock market by members of Congress, which at the time was perfectly legal, if you can believe that. Now it's slightly changed, but there are still problems there. There are a lot of problems there, and and just to piggyback on that, so much of your research before the China
1: book was focused on corruption and double-dealing, although there's plenty in the China book about corruption and double-dealing, which will We'll get to in a minute, my friend, yeah. but I just want to give you the opportunity to share with our audience
0: what you found. Uh, in, so, so expand on what you were just talking about regarding the insider training. Well, the reality is um, what we found as it relates to China is that uh, China has this explicit strategy. They call it elite capture. And mm-hmm. it's, it's genius at a certain level mm-hmm. uh, where they basically say, we don't want to go head to head with the United States. So we are going to essentially try to buy off elements of the political class. Uh, we are going to give sweetheart deals to their family members. Uh, even to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in return, we are going to seek leverage over those individuals. Uh, this is something that involves the first family of the United States, but it also includes po- politicians on both sides of the aisle, as well as people in Silicon Valley and Wall Street that uh, really have become enamored with the China model. So this is corruption on a grand scale, on a global scale. And the consequences is not just that these politicians are getting rich, but they're actually selling out our sovereignty and the national security interests of of the United States. So I wanna to get to solutions on that because having read your book, as,
1: as many of my heritage colleagues have as well, we're convinced as you are that it's a huge problem. And therefore, when we identify problems, we want solutions. Yeah. But before getting to the question about solutions, I want you to, to, to give me a sense of this hunter biden story i mean yeah. this this is something that when it was first coming out while i was willing to believe that there was this problem i guess there was part of me that wanted to give the first family the benefit of the doubt sure, sure. not that i agree with their their politics or their policies yeah. but it seems as if, to get to get to the point, that the news is really bad. You're probably yeah. in a position to know.
0: Yeah, it is really bad. And again, it's not just about self-enrichment. What makes mm-hmm. the Hunter Biden stuff really frightening in my mind, and it's not a word I use loosely, mm-hmm. is you look at the fact that they received some $31 million, that we know that from the laptop that the mm-hmm. Bidens received from China. And then the question becomes, Kevin, who actually opened the doors? Or as my kids would say, who made it rain for the Bidens in China? And that's where it gets scary. It involves four Chinese businessmen. They're all identified in the laptop. We've all done research on them. And what you find is those four businessmen all have links to the highest levels of Chinese intelligence, meaning the Ministry of State Security, which is their CIA, FBI, NSA, all rolled into one. So The bottom line is this is not just sort of a random, low rant form of corruption where Hunter Biden went to Shanghai and went to Beijing Mm -hmm. and picked up pocket change. This has all the markings of a concerted effort by Beijing to gain leverage or engage in elite capture, as we talked about. Uh, So this is a national security problem at a very, very fundamental level. That's why we need to research it, investigate it, and get to the bottom of it. And one part of that solution is making sure
1: that there is more oversight by the legislative branch. Yes. It it would be nice if we would see this not as a partisan issue, that is to say that the Nancy Pelosi-controlled House would just be concerned enough about American interests that there would be some investigations. But I'm just going to assume that won't happen for the rest of the year, (laughs) presuming that there is a conservative majority in the the U.S. House next year. What's the kind of oversight, the level of transparency that
0: you think they need to impose on that story in particular? Well, I think a couple of things. First of all, there needs to be congressional hearings and Mm -hmm. congressional committees, need to use their subpoena power to find out exactly what the relationship was and what did these Chinese businessmen get in return. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna operate under the assumption they're not philanthropists, that they wanted something in return. So first you have to have those hearings. The second thing though is I think we need to look at very serious legislative reforms. And actually I've talked to uh, your heritage colleagues precisely about this. Mm -hmm. Think about that for a second, Kevin, when it comes to disclosure, the president of the United States, whoever it is, they have to disclose you know, if they have $1,000 in General Electric stock, they have to disclose $250 campaign contributors and above. But if their immediate family members are signing multi-billion dollar private equity deals with foreign governments, There's no disclosure requirements. And this is the problem of offshoring corruption. Increasingly, what's happening is the politician themselves is not getting the money Mm -hmm. of their payment. It's going to their adult children. And it oftentimes involves state entities. So the reform here would be greater disclosure. A simple question that says on your financial disclosure form, is anybody in your family, meaning your adult children, your siblings, your spouse, whoever, are they engaged in commerce or business with a foreign government or foreign government own enterprise. And if yes, you have to tell us who. Mm-hmm. That's a very, very important beginning step to the kind of transparency that I know Heritage is pushing for and we are as well. Definitely. And, and unfortunately, the need is across the board, right?
1: Yes. So let's talk about your book, Red Handed. And I, I would just commend to, to our audience. They read it. Thank I you. mean, it is a tour de force. I'm not saying that just because you're sitting here with me. In fact, as my wife and kids would attest over the several days that I was reading it, I would come home and report on all of this at dinner and their faces were just stricken. Mm-hmm. In other mm-hmm. words, especially especially among our kids that they have as we want our kids to have this innocent belief that everyone in America is good, yeah. that our elected officials, even though we may disagree with some of their policies, are okay. Yeah, That's not the story you paint, the picture yeah. you paint. And it's not because you're trying to lob bombs. It's because I'm afraid that story really is that bad. So give our readers or our audience who may not have had
0: a chance to read your book yet some insight into what you discovered. Yeah, it's really about follow the money. And it yeah. shows the flow of Chinese money, primarily Chinese state-connected money, mm-hmm. to American politics but also to people on Wall Street and people in Silicon Valley. And what they're asking for is essentially that these elites or these individuals that engage in this commerce that get these financial benefits will do things in return for them. Mm-hmm. What they're looking for, loosely translated from the Chinese, is big help with a little bad mouth. And what that means <laughs> is they don't, they don't mind if a politician dings them for the Uyghurs, for mm-hmm. the horrific things that are going on there, or for human rights. Help us with the big things. And what the big things for them are is unfettered access to U.S. technology, unfettered access to our capital markets, mm-hmm. and essentially no restrictions on trades or the concentration of Chinese economic power. And if you give that to them. They are very happy and healthy. And, and, and helpful in making you wealthy. Uh, and that's really what it is, is a series of profiles. And then I look at the records of the political figures, uh, the, the statements that Titans on Wall Street have made. Uh, and mm-hmm. that, to me, is probably the most shocking part. You know, it, it, it's sad to say we can accept the fact that politicians might do things to, to pad their bottom line, because a lot of them don't have a lot of wealth. But when you're looking at very powerful people like Bill Gates or Mark Zuckerberg uh, or even Elon Musk, some of the things that they are saying about Beijing uh, are really quite shocking. Uh, How much they respect the system of governance, how efficient it is. Uh, And the reason is that even though they have so much wealth already, I guess they always want a little bit more. uh, And they're willing to say these things because it grants them access to Mm -hmm. uh, to the market in China. How do we solve it? Uh, Great question. I mean, the first thing is awareness. I know Mm -hmm. that's something Heritage has Mm -hmm. always been about for decades. That's what I believe as well. I still believe the American people understand and take these things seriously. So the first thing is exposing it. But the second thing then uh, comes from the legislative agenda. I talk Mm -hmm. a little bit about this at the end of the book. I'm not a legislative expert. I'm more a journalist. But we've been talking with the people Mm -hmm. at Heritage. And it's important to have greater disclosure. Some of the things we talked about earlier, uh, but also some very specific reforms forms. One, one quick example. I highlight in the book how uh, Chinese government intelligence and military linked companies Now, I'm not talking about your random Chinese Mm -hmm. company. These are very specific companies, part of the military industrial complex, hire lobbyists. And you've got more than 20 former U.S. senators and congressmen that are lobbying on their behalf in Washington, D.C. Some of them are making more than a million dollars a year. Mm -hmm. Now, the last time I looked at the Constitution, we have a right as citizens to petition our government. Sometimes that translates into lobbying. I don't recall the Constitution granting a foreign government military-linked entity with that constitutional right. So I think we should ban the ability mm-hmm. of foreign state-owned military intelligence-linked companies from lobbying in the United States. It's not gonna solve anything, everything, but it's gonna at least start dealing with the root of the problem. And there's a series of other reforms I propose as well.
1: And, and, I, and I, it's heartfelt. I, I commend to to our audience that list of solutions. Right. Heritage is certainly with you on, on the two that you've mentioned and likely to be with you on the others. All of this leading to this, this final question, Peter, and, and uh, although we're merely acquaintances, what I, has always struck me about your interviews, the, the programming you do, is that you are focused on solving things. This isn't just about right. complaining. You, you're doing the investigative journalism to get us back to a, a point where there's transparency in America. It leads to this final question. Mm-hmm. For people in the audience who say all is lost, the, the, the self-appointed ruling class elites in DC have
0: all the power. We're never going to wrest it from them. Yeah. What's your response? My response is that's exactly what they want you to believe. Uh, they want to defeat you emotionally, psychologically, mm-hmm. even spiritually. Uh, and you know what? I'm not going to allow them to do it. Um, I, if, if we are truly going to go down, I'm going to go down fighting. Uh, but the reality is I don't think we're going to go down. I think the biggest problem has been, there's been this stranglehold on information, mm-hmm. uh, in Washington, uh, there's been a reluctance by our media to investigate and report these things because some of the people they'd be reporting on are their friends or their sources. Uh, I really do fundamentally believe that as the American people become alerted to this, uh, they are going to rise up and they're going to expect people in both political parties to do the right thing, uh, to be willing to stand up for the country and to resist these kinds of um uh, enticements that are being offered by, uh, by Beijing and others. And I think they want to push a reform agenda. Call me naive, call me idealistic, but I truly believe uh, that the future is going to be on our side. It's a question of getting that message out.
1: Well, thanks for everything you're doing, Peter Schweitzer. Heritage will certainly be there with you, elevating all of your great work and really appreciate your patriotism. I enjoyed it. Thanks so much for having me. You bet. Well, I hope you enjoy that as much as I did. Stay tuned for our final segment.
0: Big Tech is out of control. If they can silence the sitting president, what can they do to you? The Heritage Foundation has been on the front lines, fighting for free speech. We spotlight Big Tech censorship, demand reform, and help you fight for your rights. Heritage was the first conservative organization to reject Big Tech's money, because this is too important. We won't be silenced.
1: If we're going to overcome big tech and their silencing of those who don't conform to their agenda, we have to call them out. I always like to back up what we say at Heritage. I like to back up what I say with examples. And this example is one that we know firsthand. This particular instance involves an interview that our media platform at Heritage, The Daily Signal, did with Dr. Li Meng Yan, a Chinese virologist, who escaped to America after facing threats for speaking out on the origins of COVID-19 the origins, I should say, that have proven to be correct. That's an essential part of this story. Dr. Yan spoke on her research that COVID-19 was created in, you guessed it, in a research lab in Wuhan. No conspiracy theorist, no political agenda. She is a scientist and here we are, we're supposed to be trusting the science. Well, we trusted the scientist. We gave her a platform to tell her story. And yet, when Facebook users attempted to share the Daily Signal story, It was flagged, that story was flagged, with a partly false information warning, as if we had somehow made this up. In at least one case, Facebook removed the post entirely and left this message in its place. Quote, independent fact checkers reviewed the information and said it was partly false. The post is no longer available. Well, we don't take that kind of thing lying down at Heritage, and so our friends at The Daily Signal appealed and Facebook, therefore, changed its rating from partly false to missing context. Yeah, I'd like to say there's a lot about COVID missing context, like the entire story of Dr. Anthony Fauci, but that will probably get this episode censored, so let me move on. We're going to put the full story of what happened in the show notes so you can read more, but I might make a light prediction that perhaps the show notes will somehow get censored. We're going to do it anyway, so hopefully you're able to read it. That's it for this week's show. We covered a lot of ground, as we always do. We talked to a great person, as we always do, and Peter Schweitzer. And of course, we gave you some solutions, and we hope you take action. I want to again thank my friend Peter, and I want to thank you for taking the time to join us. Don't forget to subscribe to The Kevin Roberts Show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please give the show a five-star rating while you're at it. And tell a friend. Our movement is for everybody, because our solutions are for everybody. Take care, and we'll see you next week.